This is On the Shores episode, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, it's kind of embarrassing, actually. It's been so long, and I blame Chris Bauer, who's actually going to return next week, I believe, and we're going to record a pod, as he calls it. It's a pod. We're going to record the pod, so, um. Chris Bauer, I got him back. It's only been since uh, September. This is episode five. Uh, the beautiful ugliness of love. I hope I remember that. And uh, prior to to getting him in here, um, or back on the show, I'm going to record one myself. Hello, friends. I hope you've been doing fine through this pandemic. Um, the good news is things seem to be on the mend. Um, there are vaccines happening and things are happening, all kinds of good things. But that is not what this episode is about. No, my friends, this is a deep episode, if not brief, about the beautiful ugliness of love that and how people act and treat each other and, 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 and dating and what I've seen. I will not use any names. I'm not going to really talk about anybody's specific experience because that's, uh, it's rude. Um, I will, uh, you know, change the names and amalgam amalgamations. Um, but what I've heard from both people that I have met and people that have just told me their stories and I wasn't dating them or anything, and third-hand stories of stories of people, is that the brokenness and the wayward direction of the free will of, of man, man in general, not just men, you know? It's raining, man. Hallelujah. Um, so it's not like that. I just, for some reason, I envision, like, Magic Mike, Dan, you know, like, Channing Tatum. I'm not... I, Anyway, um, <laughs> we are not good to each other. We're just not. Um, I don't want to say this on the whole. It's not wholly correct. I think people, when they have good sense of um, a spiritual component or, or, or naturally like good, and I think all people are good, they're naturally born good. There's been studies on this. And they're kind of taught to be bad to uh, perpetuate the clan. So, like, they're different than us because they're going to take our food, so I don't like you. But when you come out of the womb, you're, you're kind of perfect for a little while. Like, you're perfect, loving, you know, in the eyes of God or whatever, uh, uh, human. Like, you're, you're perfect. You're made in a perfect image. Um, or, if again, if you don't believe in God, and I'm sorry. But I was there once, uh, you know, in some form. Um, you, you come out like a baby. It was just like, ah, world. You're amazing. You're, you're amazing. Look at that. And then shit starts to swirl around you and corrupt you through your whole life. So what I see, the world that I see, the vision for the world that I see is... A whole lot of people, and it's not everybody. I mean, there's plenty of successful relationships out there. But at least in Western cultures, I can speak to that. You know, America, Australia, UK, I kind of think. The people communicate so poorly in relationships that they sow the seeds to their own demise and through fear and the lack of centeredness and the lack of self-confidence, like true self-confidence and fear of repeating old patterns and fear, 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 fear. Like it's like fear factory. Joe Rogan needs to come back and just like talk to couples. That's fear factory right there. It's a disaster. Everybody, they just light the house on fire over and over and over again. And I don't want to sound pessimistic because, I mean, I've had success, a lot of success. Thank you. Um, has it lasted? Well, uh, 18 years at one point. So that's pretty good. I, mean, I can high five that. Some people, that's a whole lifetime right there for some people. Um, 
but there's been a lot of failures too, you know, before and after. And, and, and I've heard so many heartbreaking stories where it gets to the point that if you're dating, especially if you're like in your thirties and forties and fifties and sixties, and I have, um, input from people of all these ages from twenties to sixties, right? Twenties is a little like, uh, you kids, y'all, y'all wild. You kids there, y'all wild. I mean, I wasn't like, <laughs> I thought I was wild in my twenties, but God bless you. God bless you. So more like 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, I can talk about. Like, it's very tough because everybody has this construct of what love should be and how I should be and what I should get. Me, me, me. That they're just, everybody's like handed a, a, a like a ceremonial relationship matchbook and they just light everything on fire out of fear. If you're a Christian, uh, Jesus said... Um, in the end, everybody, uh, someone asked him, I'm not a Bible expert, but they basically said, Jesus, you're going, you're going to die. You're leaving us or whatever. Like there's so many rules and regular, there's so many things you've told us. There's so many, what do we really need to know here? Like what, what do we do? This is bullshit. I don't think they swore, but like, what do we do? And he goes, look, it's pretty simple. Believe in me, a higher power, a greater good, whatever you want to call it. I call it God and Jesus, right? But you can call it whatever. And, and Christians, I'm sorry. I know it's the truth. Like, everybody's got a different truth. So that's my truth. It might not be their truth. So calm down, okay? Um, if you're really Christian, you would, like, accept everybody as they were and just have faith that's all going to work out. That's in a whole other episode. I really, <laughs> I really don't like that religious didacted, like... Yeah, I believe, and I believe in the word, but that might not be your word. That might be a word, like ooga googa. You know, that's not my language, but I still respect that you like to ooga googa, whatever the hell that means. He said, "Believe in me, the higher power, and treat others as you want to be treated, and then everything works its way out." It's the high road. Take the high road. What happens? When we don't take the high road, uh, I've been guilty of this. It's basically like acting like a baby in my life, especially when I was younger, you know, and I'm Italian, like I'm an Italian man. And, and, you know, it's all about like honor and like respect. And I had a father who was all about honor and respect. And he was in the military. My mother was about like, she had um, the strongest woman I've ever met in my life. God bless this woman. The most loving, most strong woman. She's gone through so much shit, right? And she still stand tall. And it's all about, like, respect me. You know, Italians, like, well, you, you respect the Greeks, too. I'm sure the Greeks, the same as the Italians. Like, everybody, probably. Like, you respect me. What do you mean you don't respect me? Like, it's uh, all this, like, macho, mach machismo bullshit. And, and that's all, like, a protective wall. Uh, against everybody's fears because anger is fear, right? So we've all gone through that where we just like put up our big barrier and it's like, no, you're not going to. We've all had mistakes. But if you really actually treat and love people as you want to be treated, you can do so without being a doormat and still not fuck with someone's life. You, you can live and, and, and try, at least, to operate in grace. I have heard so many stories. I've seen and experienced them. But frankly, I have to admit, while I've been hurt um, in relationships, really nothing that I've gone through Thank, thank Jesus has has compared to some of the stuff I've heard. Like I, I have been beautifully blessed, so that's why I'm here on this podcast to try to help you when you're on the shores of Babylon, like crying out, like this sucks, to help you sing a little bit. That's the whole meaning of the show. The pain that has has been levied on people by other people in the name of I don't know what has been astounding to me. And I've just learned about so many stories, some wild stories, some like malicious, some not, but still sad. Just in the last like four months, just talking to people and, and listening and connecting and dating. And 
it's like I gotta write a movie about. I am writing a movie about this. It's like whole, like holy shit, the way people act, the beautiful ugliness of love, love. When you when you feel like you are, and I believe in love, like true love. It's the kind of love I have give to my family, and I give to God. That agape love, like I'm here for you. You don't need to give me anything. I just love you. Because I'm treating you as I want to be treated. I just love you. That's how I am with my friends. I just, I just love you. John, I just love you. Like, you're, and that, you know, it's like kind of karma and it goes around and that good energy kind of, that's the secret. Jesus said it's the secret. It goes around in a big circle and it's beautiful. When we get off of that, like, energy of positivity, that, that, that love train, is that like, was that ever a song? Get on aboard the love train, right? Come on now. You you just sang a little bit, one of you. You kind of like, oomt, oomt. that's joy, that's love, that's love, that's what I'm talking about. Self-love, rhythmic self-love. That, that sounds wrong. That's what you have to do, though. You have to treat people, even if you're not going to get anything back. You know, you have to be centered and you have to love yourself. So it doesn't mean like you just like give and give and give and give and give and give to someone that like it just doesn't give a shit. Well, I mean, yeah, that's why you wish them the best and you hope the best for them and you go on and move on. But you still care like you want them to be happy. And. Well, let me let me tell you just a few quick Stories I've heard, which I think are fairly universal and that people have gone through that I've heard. Um, this has been very common. People that meet young, like in college or whatever, and they meet and they believe in love and like the, whole, the spirit of you know fruitfulness in the world and how beautiful it is. And they meet a person and, um, and everything is seemingly great. And this person is everything's great. And they fall in love with this person. So the person falls in love with them. Now we're going to take a little detour here for a second. Just remember that. Two young people in love is a detour. Everybody's problems are influenced by their parents. So if you're a bad parent, shame on you. Because you're wrecking your kid. Okay? Just, Just remember that. Love your kids. Okay? Because when you don't love your kids... You spread ripples of just like tar into the fucking ether and it's bad. Okay. I've been blessed not to really have had that. Um, but in like in any real sense, everybody, you know, has problems with their parents at some point. But my parents have generally been incredible, right? I've been blessed. But, you know, some people, a lot of people, most people, I don't know, if they haven't gone through that. Or at the very least, is a quirk, you know, like. Um, my, uh, just talking for someone like my dad is an alcoholic or my mom never told me she loved me or my, you know, father was very direct or, you know, my mother was working all the time. I never saw her. Everybody's got an issue. It always reflects. It's like a ripple. So you you find two young people and they meet and they fall in love. But the insecurities that are deep within the psyche of the human being. You know, the free will choices that we make or were made for us by our elders or circumstances, environment, whatever. They're like, they're like mutations of love. They start to corrupt from within. And then instead of loving to love and trusting that you're going to be taken care of by the, by the karma that you throw out there, by the goodwill of your heart and by God, if, if you uh, believe in God, and I do. Like, everything's going to be okay. Like, uh, instead of going there, people start to, like, get in their heads. And they do crazy ass shit. Like, move in together. Done it. Get all all up in it. And then decide one day, years later, right before the wedding... (laughs) Um, it's not like just the movies it happens that you know what I can't do this and 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 
It's like the rug has been pulled out from underneath your feet. And you're lost, like floating in space. Or the stories of abuse that I've heard from family members, from parents, you know, all kinds of abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Just abuse. Abuse by other people that live next door. And then you go tell your mom and your mom says, uh, and this is not me. This is not, this is just a story. Um, but it's true. Um, your mom says, uh, yeah, we'll just make sure that person doesn't come near you again. But we're not going to go to the police about it or anything. Because, you know, they're friends. They're friends of the family. Or the priest. <laughs> and, like, you, you lose your protective bubble. Like, you're... Your parents have betrayed you. Um, or, you know, you want the biggest agape love you can have is from that which created you. The Lord. Your parents. But a lot of parents are bad parents. You want to get close to mom and mom doesn't give a shit. You want to get close to dad and dad too busy working or whatever or drinking. Or philandering or whatever. And... Uh, you feel like, how can I love if I'm not, I've not been loved? And maybe you try it. You go, all right, I have faith in God, spirit, and myself, and I'm good, I'm beautiful, I'm intelligent, I'm smart, and handsome, whatever. And then you give it to somebody, and they, and they, 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 they like throw you off the platform, and you're tumbling into space, and you don't even know what the hell happened. You know? Love is beautiful when it works out, and it is ugly when it doesn't. I, 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 I have seen so many people cry in front of me. Uh, I, I, just, I don't know what to think. Um, this is all in the last four months. Uh, the, a, 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 a good, good boy, he's a kid at the time, like, you know, like a, a young man. Um, finds the love of his life, goes and moves to, uh, you know, to where they're stationed, they're in the military, just like gives up their whole life because this is love, we're going to family, we're going to grow, I'm in love, that person gets deployed, I'm sure you military people have heard this one before, and um, they, they, they cheat when they're over there. And they come back, oh, and they, they break, they break, end the marriage before they even come back. And this is not a man that did this. This is a woman. So, like, both sexes are equally horrible to each other at times. And then, wow, right? So, you, you, you suffer. Your whole family suffers. Everybody's in pain over that. And then you never want that to happen again. And by God's grace, you meet someone else. Perhaps this person's a little controlling. Like, they're really loving and caring to you, but they like things done their way. And you're not, you're not going to lose, you're not going to lose another chance at a family. You're not going to lose another thing. So you kind of like lose your balls a little bit and, and, and just, uh, and go along with it, you know, because it's good. It's good. And I'd rather have good versus nothing. The damage was done previously, not by this person who's probably being, you know, the new partners being the best they could. Or that's how they are, but the previous person over what? So you could have sex. I just like and 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 on and on and on. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have encountered people that will be, "I love you, I love you." Listen to me right now, you. You're very beautiful. You're so incredibly talented. You make my heart sing. I love you. I love you. I love everything about you. I just met you, but I love you. You're so handsome. You're so beautiful. You're so talented. Listen to that radio voice. It is so sexy. You're amazing. Oh my gosh. But I just met you. It's like seductive, right? You're special. You're beautiful. You're talented. I'm going to hold you. I'll be there for you. I love you. We'll go to Cabo together. This is amazing. You're amazing. 
And all those love bombs, they kind of land. <laughs> you know, when they're not based on, like, reality. I mean, someone's beautiful. You can tell them they're beautiful. They're handsome. They're handsome. Channing Tatum. I mean, if I was gay, I don't know. Those eyes, man. Right? Um, People are beautiful or they're handsome or they're, like, talented. Obviously, like, just factually. So you can state these facts. But when someone starts to love bomb, <laughs> oh, my God, you saw this, you saw that. Yeah, they're probably a narcissist who just wants to kind of take you down. Uh, not because they want to hurt you, because they, they hate themselves, so they want to, like, project, you know, like a safety valve and, you know, hurt you. And, 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 and these stories go on and on and on and on and on and on. In the last four months, I have heard stories of people that were cheated on. People uh, that were cheated on, like the military story, it was a true story. Um, people that fell in love with people that maybe had, um, you know, an, an undiagnosed uh, mental disability, and then th- that that person just couldn't handle it, and they give their everything to that person, and 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 that person just like walks. And then slaps them with a lawsuit. <laughs> like, or, uh, um, or someone that claims, I love you, I love you, I love you, and they love bomb you, and they want to build a future with you. And then, you know, the, the first uh, hair goes wrong across their ass, and they walk away. Um, just... Love can be very ugly. Dating is uglier is an uglier version of that. You know? And and sometimes things just morosely end quietly with grace. Like the story I heard about um oh god, something I remember like people it's the whole like everything's great and then you move in together essentially like you move maybe you move to another country or you 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 know there's a long distance relationship or you move closer together or you try to whatever you try to make it work and then you move in together it's a classic i moved in together and then oh i can't live here like this maybe it's not you it's just like i can't be happy here i'm a country boy i'm in the city this is not good and then it ends you know So, it's just like Lonely Hearts Club out there. People cheating on each other rampantly. Not because they want sex. I really don't think that's the reason people cheat. It's because they want intimacy. Authenticity and intimacy. So, how do we get around this problem? How how do you traverse this? Well, um, my thought process has been that basically is a couple of things. This is very simple. This is how I try to live my life. It still hurts sometimes, but it's served, it's served me pretty well. It's, it's ha- has been serving me pretty well because at least I'm resilient. Um, first of all, follow Jesus' advice. Jesus, the Lord, Son of God, or Jesus, the rabbi, cool dude, however you want to see it. Um, believe in something bigger than yourself and love everybody like you want to be treated. Treat other people with the consummate grace that you would want to be treated with. You know? So that's an easy one that's very hard for a lot of people. To, to, re, to remember that your, your worth is not based on other people. It's not. You're Kanye West. He's a multimillionaire. He's super talented, and he, and he's like a sick man with the. He's totally falling apart, like you know, emotionally, and and he's got like bipolar disease, and he's got all kinds of issues. I think the Lord is just keeping him together, man. He's got all kinds of problems. He's got the adulation of millions, but he's like hurting, you know. Or you can become a burgeoning rock star and and have like your selection of any girl you want on Instagram, like literally like a buffet of women. And it's like eating 
I don't want to use the term that that that, that I, I, a great, good friend of mine came up with. This, so I just use a different. Like it's like, but it's like eating like fluff. You just eat it, eat it, and eventually get sick. And it's like, do you want to invite all those extra pounds on just for a few moments of like sugary bliss, right? Um, and everybody's empty. Everybody's just empty. It's like perpetual heartbreak. Whether it's happening to the people that you know you have this adulation from, because it's all fake. Everybody wants something. It's transactional. Like. You're a rock star, so therefore I want you so I can tell my friends that I had sex with you or fell in love with you and you're so talented and you're so this and you're so that. Like, what about you? Wait a minute. What about you, Lucy? You're making up that name. So your value should never come from anybody else, whether it's love, romantic love, or your job, or what you do or don't do. You run your race. You run your race. And that's all you should care about. Like that should be your guide. Now, I got a lot of this and I've said this to myself. Yeah, that doesn't help me. Like I'm a social person. I want to be loved. I want to be adored by other people. Like you can't tell me don't run your race. Like I I still want to be with someone. I want to hold their hand. I want to have sex. I want to... You know, I want to have babies. I want to build a family. Like, fuck you, Paul, and your whole, like, I don't need anybody. You can want somebody. You can want somebody. I'm sure that's a soulful song somewhere. Everybody wants somebody, right? All right? No? Um, But you don't need them. You don't need them. You want them. You want it all you want, but you don't need it. That's the, it's the key. And so you have this, I'm going to treat everybody or I'm going to try to treat everybody with respect and love. Okay. We're not always going to be successful in that. Sometimes we get defensive. I get that. You've made that mistake. You, I'm looking, I'm looking right at you. listening to this right now. You done fucked up. I get it. So have I. But as long as you try to like get back in the boat and sail in the right direction, it's okay. And like, say you're sorry and like repent and you know, uh, don't just don't keep jumping out of the boat because eventually you're going to drown. But it's, you know, it's okay to make a mistake. Treat others as you want to be treated and realize that love, your worth does not come from other people. Your race your mission in life, who you are and what you do is is all about you. You're the CEO of you or God, if you think in that way, has a plan for you. Man, woman, it's not about the other guy. It's not about the b- boyfriend. It's not about the husband. You know? I've asked myself many times, like, why do other people do this to each other? So I'm going to give you some second practical advice from someone that has a lot of experience. Um, I've done the research for you um, to make sure your heart doesn't get broken. The first thing I've already said is, is run your race. Your, your person should compliment you. You should be equally yoked. It's in the Bible where there's like an ox or something and it's like a yoke and kind of like moving the ox in the right direction or maybe it's a cart or something. Don't, do not laugh at me, guy in pew number 37. I, I, I have the children's Bible, but it's the broad strokes, okay? Come on. Come on. I'm looking, I know you're looking at me. Heretic. Um, you gotta, be, you gotta, like, it, you, you gotta be both be pulling the same weight in the same direction. Otherwise, this is not gonna work. So, you know, find someone that's equally yoked. Find someone that it means they got their own uh, self-centered power to do their own thing. Um, love people as you want to be loved, or treat them. I think as you want to be treated. So don't treat people like shit. If you do, apologize. Try to make it right. Do something. Say something. So you give them a card. Give them an extra hug. The best way, uh, number three, so right now, so you're centered and you don't give a fuck. That's a book, by the way. The Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Melanson, I think. It's very good. And and, And in the book, he says, it's not about being an asshole. It's about not caring about anything, but like you're gonna master yourself. And then that which you have built for yourself will then build the gravity to bring others towards you. That you want. 
that you want, you don't need. Uh, the higher power, treat people as you want. And when you do, get in touch with somebody. Communicate. Uh, that whole, like, men are from Mars and women are from Venus and they have different, like, you know, everybody's got different, like, language. And it's true. It's true. If you think about it, men and women, like, why do we have two sexes? Because they have different, like, biological purposes. I'm not saying that women are better than men and men are better than women and something like that. Everybody's equal. And they are. And they literally are because you can't do, one person can't do everything, one sex can't do everything in a family. You know, necessarily without help. Um, so men are typically biologically, okay, personality-wise, typically in the olden days, were meant to like protect the the tribe and like hunt. You know, like we have senses that focus in on things, visual. You know, like the Terminator. I'm going to get that girl, you know, <laughs> I'm going to get those sack of potatoes, um, potatoes, if that's your thing. Women are nurturers, so they love and they want to make babies and they want to nurture and, and protect and they can see way out of the sides of the back of their head. Pro tip, women have much more peripheral vision than men. So men if women are looking at you and you don't think, oh, I'm sorry, if you think women aren't looking at you and they can't see what you're doing because, you know, they, they're not in your peripheral vision, well, you're in there, so wake up. Um, we're just different. So there's more emotional gravitas for a woman and there's more like get it done for a guy. That's a communication barrier. How do you solve that? You talk. You don't talk and say what the other person wants to hear. You don't talk and do the sizzle on the steak and do not tell them the steak's not cooked and it kind of comes from a crappy you know, farm. You talk, you communicate. Okay? Uh, third thing is um, you, you don't make it about, like, you. Uh, and if you don't make it about you, someone else might make it about them. You basically have to spark the narcissist. It's kind of like whack-a-mole. Narcissist, narcissist, problems, like people that don't address their own shit or they're, or they're sociopathic. Um, not common, but it, it is pretty common, especially from poor people that have been abused or hurt or they have low self-esteem and low self-confidence. Um, they will lash out. They will come after you. They will blame you. They will. It's all you, you, you. You did this. You did that. You're not good enough. I need this, I need that, you're so this, you're so amazing, they love bomb you because they want to carpet bomb like the, um, you know, early on when they don't know who you are, they don't know you, you could be a fucking jerk, I mean, I hope you aren't, yeah, I'm talking to you over there, the one with the attitude, I still love you though, but you got a little bit of an attitude, you, yeah, so you, right, so it can be a little fl flipping jerk occasion, it's okay, as long as you repent, but um, but if you go and you're a flipping jerk and you tell, hey, baby, you're amazing. Oh, you're wonderful. You're great. You're, you're awesome. I love, I'm going to build a family with you. I'm gonna be and you like tell them all kinds of crap that you don't mean about them specifically, not like visions of what you would like in the future. Like, I love movies. I love cinema. That doesn't mean I like your movie. But if I tell you I love your movie because it's cinema, but it still sucks, I'm doing you a disfavor. It's the same thing with like people, relationships. So avoid the carpet bomb of love because anybody that love bombs you straight out the gate is being transactional. They want something. They want your attention, your money, your time, your shit. I don't know. This goes for men and women, by the way. It's equal among sexes. I'm not blaming any sex for anything. Everybody does it. But you shouldn't. Um, look for actions. Words are great. Actions matter. And that also goes in the reverse. That goes in the reverse too. Someone may suck at words. I've had a problem with this because I'm a wordy person. I'm a loquacious. I podcast. I get paid to do voiceovers. I am passionate. I have creativity like tattooed on my arm. I got a tattoo since I talked to you guys. By the way, it's awesome. I'm so proud of it. Speak easy. 
Tattoo Parlor, PBD, Massachusetts. Fucking amazing. Although mine was pretty basic, but still amazing. It's like, it looks like it was drawn yesterday. I'll talk about that in another episode. But you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, look for the signs of internal discontent where someone is love bombing you or trying to get something from you because they are not capable of loving you until they can love themselves. So communicate, look for the love bombs and be basically be the ball, be the ball, you know, be the ball that is going to go and like that's going to fly to the person and get the touchdown. It's going to, you know, get sort into the net, like be the ball. Treat people like you want to be treated. Don't need anybody. Just do do your job, you know, as a, as a human being. Um, but to close, I will I will say that it still hurts when someone wrongs you. Like um, evil. In in the worst sense of the of of being wronged. Um, the lack of love. Uh, being discarded, feeling worthless, feeling like you've done everything right to so many people and you've spread the love and the karma and everything. And, 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 and for some reason, you still get getting, getting hammered. You left it, you left at, uh, at the aisle, not able to walk down. You are left at home listening to your clock as your wife is, is, is cheating on you overseas you bring someone to a new city and and they want to go home and not with you because it's too much you promise someone that you want to build a family with them and have children with them and you have a hair across your ass and you get too many texts from that person and you just drop it like a hot potato like impulsively um you're married and uh your wife is standing by you with cancer but you love whatever false sense of bravado you get from screwing the assistant in the office so you still go over there and do it anyway because you know you hate yourself so you need to be propped up somehow you, I earned this. I beat cancer, so I'm going to cheat on my loving wife. Like, just don't court the evil, man. Don't do it. You have to, I, I don't want to tell you what to do. I'm, I'm speaking from my experience. I refuse to give up on love. No matter how many things I've experienced, or in, or in this case, in this show, in the last four months, not so much experienced. I mean, I had one breakup. But uh, but heard about. Holy f- shit. <laughs> like vast tracts of hor- people doing horrible things to each other in the name of, quote, love. But I'm not going to give up on it. I won't. I refuse to give up on love. I refuse because it's who I am. Uh, I'm not going to change my personality. I'm about passion. I'm about love. I'm about creativity. I'm about making the world a better place, helping people be better. I'm about recognizing that I trip and I make mistakes and I fuck up, but I learn from those mistakes and I go get help for them and I grow as a man, as a parent, and as as a partner, you know? I I take every failure as a step in the staircase to success. I love my creator and and I, and I revere where I've come from, the universe, and I and I love it. You know, I don't need anybody, but I want a partner. I want to be with people that are great, whether it's a business partner or or or, or, or a love partner. You know, like I I refuse to give up on it. But it's hard because love can be beautiful and it can be ugly. It can be honest and it can be full of lies. Because as two people 
trying to recreate the perfect love that you get from the universe or your God as humans, and you're destined to screw that up because we're all like a mess. We all sin. We all have vices. We all have problems. We all have anxieties and love to gamble and love to eat and love to screw and love to like have power and, and all this you know, basically hubris, false, weak shit. That makes for great storytelling, by the way. That's why we all have great stories. Character and conflict make a great story. Who the person is or what the thing is, but it's usually a person. Like who they are and how they came to where they are. So you care about them. And then there's a conflict. There's a problem. There's, there's something. There's a challenge. There's a decision that's going to be made. Character plus conflict equals great story. Heard that from my friend Matt Allard, who runs Newshooter.com. One of the best things I've ever heard in my life. Why do I give a shit about this person on the screen? And what's their problem? And then tell me about it. What's my lesson? What do I get from this? How do I, you know, relate to this? Uh... Love is is good love. I refuse to 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 believe it's gone. Is is like a story. It's a beautiful story you do, do together. You know, you dance in the rain and you cuddle in the night by the fire. You share stories about art that you've never heard about before. Regarding love, I heard this last night. A friend of mine was shared a piece where I, I don't know who it was, but like this, the, these two people, they were together. There was young lovers. They broke up and they walked like from opposite ends of the great wall of China to kind of meet, meet each other in the middle to say their final goodbyes. And then, and then years, many years later, the woman has a, uh, like an art, an art exhibit at MoMA and she's sitting there in a seat and allows people to come up and stare at her. And this kind of like, sad loving like farewell kind of like an homage to what happened and uh, apparently unbeknownst to her the original dude who uh met her on the great wall of china which is so fucking dramatic artists we are so dramatic <laughs> i'm gonna say goodbye to you in slow motion i'm from the opposite end of the great wall of china because why why not but he he shows up <laughs> And he shows up and sits down and like he his the look on his face is like, ah, oh, shit, I am so sorry. Ah, what could have been? Damn, I, if only, but it is what it is. And the look on her face is like her soul was ripped from her again. And, the, the, and like decades of pain came out on her face. But I, I, I challenge you, dear listener, you and you, the guy called me a heretic way back there, the one that, you know, it, it, it love bombs, the one that's been left at the altar, right? I challenge you to be stronger in the face of that which gets us away from the pure wonder and joy of being human in this beautiful, fucked up world. I challenge you to love yourself more than anything else and project that energy out onto other people. I challenge you to not give up on the beautiful ugliness of love. I challenge you to not need anybody, but to want to add them into your life, to make Beautiful new memories. Maybe it's with one person. Maybe you date a lot and you make it with a hundred people. Enhance their lives. Meet them where they are because you are a lover. I'm a lover. Right? Just love. Do not be afraid of love. Do not give up on being kind. Do not let the devil get to you. Do not give up. Do not stop walking tall. No matter how bad it gets, the sun is still rising and setting, and it's always beautiful. The air that you breathe is a gift. Okay, and I know that shit sucks. I know that 
You don't want to be alone at 35. I know that you miss your lost loved one. I know you wish you didn't lose that baby or that you couldn't make one. There's so much that we want and that is missing and that we desire and need that it's so easy to fold back in on all of that and go, this sucks. I'm not loved. And I'm just going to fuck the world up. Like, I'm going to show you how I feel. You don't get it. You don't know. Someone said that to me on a date once a couple years ago. You don't know. Like, I do know in this particular case. But, but no, I don't. You're right. I don't know. But I know you're hurting. And I know things should be better if you just change your outlook. Because in the end, we all die. I like to believe that people go to heaven. Maybe we go into the ground. But we all go from where we came. Back into the earth. Back into the surroundings. We become part of the world's spirit. So we like plant the seeds. Literally. In in the case of like decomposition. To the future. Right now. Do you want to perpetually leave a legacy of joy, happiness, creation, understanding, learning, promise, positivity? Or do you want to sully and poison the earth for future generations because you're a miserable fuck? No. I refuse to not believe in love. I refuse. I used to not believe in love i was a woe is me kind of person it's probably fuels all my art so kind of like it was good in some ways because it built my character but i i won't stop believing in it and i don't want you to stop believing in it but look for the signs of a problem put your hand out when someone falls down have a spine both for yourself and for your goals and for other people who might need your help Be strong in the face of the headwind because eventually those winds will change. You just have to learn to turn to open up that sail and you will screw up constantly, but forgive yourself and learn from it. Journal it, whatever, create some art, go take, go make a picture. Just do something. Spread joy because when you die and you will, Wouldn't you love that land to grow flowers? Wouldn't you like your spirit to soar? Not just among the clouds, but around everybody like an angel. Do you want to put a dent in the universe, as Steve Jobs said, and make a difference? Or do you want to wallow in your own shit? And for those of you that are successful and actually follow all this advice, thank you. Because you're proof that it works. Thank you. Yeah, you, that successful one with the four beamers. I met you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're saving lives. And you, the one making all the great children's books. They're not published yet, but they will be. And you, going to help people with COVID. You know, and you, building a candy store to help disadvantaged children. You rocking your kid to bed at night when you've still been shit on in your life, but this child is not going to feel that way. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you. Love is ugly, but it is beautiful. Life is ugly, but it is beautiful. And the choice is yours, whether you want to stand tall and to make stories that you want to tell the future as success stories or whether you're going to fall down on your face and go to drugs and go to using people and go to lying and whether it could be yourself, go to cake. My case, love cake, ice cream cake, by the way. Um, what are you going to do? You know, the beautiful ugliness of love. I, Try to practice what I preach. That's why I made this podcast. I hope you can do it too. Uh, I want to hear your stories. I I know not a single one of you is actually going to write me at uh, paul at anticipatemedia.com with a story 
or on Instagram, anticipate underscore media, about what you've gone through. But you've all told me privately. Everybody has something. Um, so maybe you just tell yourself the story. Sit down, light a fire, make some s'mores. Don't light your house on fire. Just be careful, you know, maybe it's a fake one. Make some s'mores, right? And just like meditate and be at peace with your situation and figure out what your next step is and, and what you're going to do to to help yourself and other people get closer to love, to to brotherhood, sistership, sisterhood. <laughs> Um, the, the, the beauty and wonder of, of, of creation. And then what are you going to do to communicate that and help that with other people? Do not fear the ugliness of love. You want to perpetuate the joy of love so that maybe some of that ugly can go away forever. I refuse to stop believing in love. I refuse. And as a post note, that doesn't mean every person you fall in love with. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. You know what I mean? Jesus didn't do miracles for every single person that he met. As far as I know, it doesn't work that way. You can like see people. You can have fun. You can have multiple business partners. I guess if you're like polyamorous, I guess you can have multiple partners. That's very bad. But I mean, I'm not going to judge. But as long as you're treating everybody with the way you want to be treated and you're spreading love through all of it, like it's okay. Just joy and happiness and run your race. And I'm repeating myself. So thank you for listening. Please refuse to give up on love. Next week, we're going to talk to Chris Bauer. He's back on the show. And um, we'll release that a little bit later. And we're going to talk about, I believe we're going to talk about ministry, failed ministries. And uh, the whole archetype of the, the, the religious leader gone south and, and what all that means. It's not to throw stones, by the way. People fail. But it's more to understand, like, what the heck are we doing? And why does this happen? It kind of dovetails off this discussion. Also, there's going to be another discussion. I recorded this a lot earlier with Jonathan Morrison, TLD Today, um, about technology. We were talking about the M1 Max. And, and how they were like changing the game for creativity. And it's one of these whole like gear versus art things where like everybody's like, oh, well, this thing is underpowered, blah, 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 blah. And we kind of like go against the grain on this one. And we're like, no, like this thing may be a thousand dollars, this computer, but it's really amazing. Like we, we need to start thinking about instead of speeds and feeds, like what does this thing actually help you do and why is Apple changing the game? And no, we're not sponsored by Apple, especially after they heard this podcast and I'm talking about polyamory. <laughs> you know, I don't advocate that, by the way. Um, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, the M1 Max and what it means to be creative and use tools and why these tools, um, these inexpensive, relatively inexpensive tools are much more than the value of their megahertz. How Apple is really changing the game and making people think about like what it means to compute and how you use the technology. I mean, Steve Jobs is gone, but his spirit is kind of living over there a little bit. I think Apple's kind of starting to like wake up again. And it's very interesting because um, it's just something to think about. And uh, that's two episodes right there coming up. So we got you back. Life sucks, pandemics, people are dying, but you know what? Vaccines are coming, and there's hope. Believe in love. It's ugly, but it's beautiful. Talk to you soon. This is On the Shores.